So let me get this straight. A rich old uncle you never knew existed died and left you this old house in his will and the only stipulation is that you and a friend have to spend one night in it? Yep. And since you've agreed to stay overnight with me, I'll split with you the money I make from selling it. Are you nuts? Look at this place. It's obviously haunted. Haunted? Don't be ridiculous. I looked up the history of this place. Nice, normal families have lived here since it was built. Really? Well, except for that six-month period when a cult owned the house and committed multiple ritual murders in the basement. Then they all committed suicide when the police came for them. What? Will you relax? This place isn't haunted. Fine, but you go first. See, nothing to worry about. Just an old, dusty house. We'll set up the sleeping bags here in the foyer. What was that? Probably my stomach. I haven't eaten in over a half hour. That is not your stomach. It's just... Alan, do not look at the walls. What? Why? John, there is blood coming out of the walls. There's a logical explanation for this. It's probably just... Get out! Ghost! Wow, I was close. I'm sorry about that, Alan. You know what? To make up for it, I'll give you some of the money I'm getting from that Nigerian prince for helping him out. Nigerian prince? Bro, sometimes you make me so sad. Welcome to the Nerdy Me Podcast. Jonathan, we have a guest today. Yes, we have a guest today. We have Mr. Jason Ewan from Ewanstomachblogspot.blogspot.com. It's a, a food blog, and uh, he's a good friend of our good friend Pete from the Nerd Zone. Enter Nerd Zone Shop. Jason, you there? Hey, how you doing? I'm oh, here. We're good, Jason. We're, we're re- really glad you could join us for the special spooky episode of the Nerd in Me. <laughs> Alan, what's our topic today? Well, last week we did a we, well. I did some polls on Instagram. Have you ever encountered ghosts? And uh, surprisingly, eighty-three percent did, which was a pretty high number. And then we followed it up with, "Have you had any ghost experiences?" And that was a high uh, percentage as well. So um, Jason contacted us through Instagram, and he said he had a an interesting ghost story. J- uh, Jason, you want to kind of fill us in on that one? Sure. Um, I'll start a little bit from the beginning. Uh, we bought a house here in Littlestown, Pennsylvania, uh, back in 2001. Uh, Littlestown, if anybody knows, it's right outside of Gettysburg, which is one of the famous battles of the Civil War. Well, anyway, our house is right in downtown Littlestown. It is a Civil War house built in the mid-1800s, early to mid-1800s. 
And we bought it, like I said, in 2001. Well, after we bought the house, we started remodeling. And, of course, being newlyweds and not, not enough money, we took it day by day and week by week and took our time. Well, we found a lot of bizarre things on things that we didn't expect on the property. We found a uh, about a 25-foot hand-dug well that still had water in it, and that was actually covered over by one of our porches. Oh, wow. And when I mean, yeah, it was it was bizarre because the, the, the contractor that took away the slab, he uncovered it and left it uncovered. So I did get pictures of it that he pulled the this, this cement slab off the top of it and said, uh, there's a well here, and we're going to have to fill it in. He was because it's, uh, of course, against code right now. But he said, I wanted you to take a look at it before we did that. And so I got got to look at it and I, I wanted to repel down into it, but they advised <laughs> not to. But <laughs> anyway, I didn't. I did get pictures of it, which was nice. But uh, during the remodeling, we found like just different objects in the walls and in the ceiling itself. I found a, a Indian head penny from 1864 or 65. Wow. And I do still have that found some old playing cards and it was bizarre because the playing cards itself was probably from the 60s from 1960s and they were uh they were all the aces there were no other cards so Jason, they, I, was when, cheating. when i read this article i was wondering <laughs> why are there things in the this is in the walls right right in the walls well in the, because back in the 1800s when they built the house the house is built with no nails it's all cement it's all uh, uh brick and mortar and the the wood framing is tongue and groove and wooden wood and peg built uh, construction. Right. The uh, the main beam of the house is actually a tree, uh, full tree. You can see see the bark still on it and everything. Wow. So when I say in the walls, I mean something would slip down in between the floorboards and just drop into the ceiling because there was no insulation at all in the house. Oh. So it okay. was just a ceiling and then a floor, or just a floor and that floor was downstairs ceiling. Right. So it was and the the other occupants of the house before us would put up like a drop ceiling and then somebody would build over top of that. So there was actually like three ceilings in this house when we moved in. So reconstruction and remodeling and demolition was a tough job because we had to rip out three ceilings instead of one. So we were finding things in the walls and in the ceiling, just like old newspapers that they just shoved down into the wall, I guess, while they were building it or Later on, when they were doing construction, later on doing remodeling. But bottles? Uh, bottles. Uh, glass bottles. Hand-blown hand gla- glass bottles. Wow. Ranging anywhere wow, from, from Maryland to Philadelphia. And, and the, two of the ones that I have here in front of me now, I know you guys can't see them because this is obviously a podcast. <laughs> they are <laughs> they're Civil War bottles. And the only reason I know that it, that is is because the – Inscriptions on the bottle, one is actually inscribed right into the bottle itself, the doctor's name, and it says Druggist, Littlestown, Pennsylvania. And I looked the doctor's name up, and the doctor is a Civil War doctor. And the other one is another doctor, and it, the actual paper label is still on the bottle, wow. which was really nice. And I'm going to actually take those down to the Historical Society. I've never done it because I just sat them here in my, my house as, as part of the display in our house. But uh, I looked him up also one, and he is actually a Civil War doctor also. The the one doctor, Dr. Kinzer, Dr. Kinzer, he is actually, the, in 1965, he was one of the, the the board members of the town. The town was established and incorporated in 1964. So he was the second year, in the second year it was incorporated, he was one of the main founders of the, the town council. 
and the other doctor was a surgeon. He actually amputated somebody's leg here in town during the Civil War. In the, not in our house, unfortunately. I don't have that story. I thought but, they had uh, the leg in yeah, the house. It, <laughs> no, I would love that, but I didn't find any of that. <laughs> but, uh, he, he actually was a, a, a doctor during the Civil War, and he did a couple amputations. And the amputations, they said, were right down uh, two blocks from me at the, the makeshift hospital. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we found this other little piddly things like old milk bottle caps that I have since gotten rid of. I've traded for haircuts here in town because we can do barter and trade sometimes with <laughs> locals. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's we, we, Our town just got our second stoplight two years ago. Holy but, smokes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, one of the one of the main things that actually happened to me was uh, my wife used to work as a veterinary technician night shift. And she would leave at 7 o'clock in the evening, get home at like 4 in the morning, which would leave myself and my dog home alone. Well, we were in the bed, sleeping, just laying there relaxing. It was probably like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. The dog is a really good guard dog, so she always barks whenever somebody would knock on the door or see something in the house or anything like that. Uh, I was just laying there in the bed, and the dog, for no reason, stood up in the bed and just stared at our bedroom door. Hmm. Well, I was laying the opposite way, looking at the upstairs bedroom window, which was the, had a reflection of our bedroom door in the window. And when I looked at the reflection, uh, a figure walked in front of the door frame, stood oh. there, a human figure, and then walked past. Oh. I, I turned my head. As soon as I turned my head, of course, I didn't see it. I saw that from the reflection, the dog didn't move, didn't bark, didn't make a sound. Oh, so I grabbed my baseball bat and, of course, went through the house. And, of course, I found nothing. Didn't see a thing after that. Uh, freaked me out. got goosebumps. Told my wife about it. She didn't want to, She's like, let's move. And we're still here. So, but the, one of the other strange things is the, uh, the, our dog at the time, she would not go in our basement. And our basement was a... A stone basement. It does have a cement floor that was poured in nineteen in the nineteen seventies, but uh, it's a stone basement that the walls are all stone with just plaster and stuff like that. And the dog would not go in the basement. It's only like maybe eight steps into the basement, and I would go in the basement and call her, and she would just stand there and cry or back up. Wow. I tried to pull her into the basement. Yeah, I tried to pull her into the basement, and she would like show her teeth and growl. So I said, no, you don't. I guess you don't have to go. <laughs> we have a we have a dog now. I mean, he's ten, he's eleven years old now, but he will not go in the basement either. We to this to day, find an that, to this day, he will not go in the basement. And nothing we have ever, yet to find an animal that will go in the basement. <laughs> so, never experienced anything freaky in the basement, are, or uh, nothing really freaky. I mean, it's just a, I mean, the, the rafters are just like tree branches, like I mean, tree trunks right. that are holding up the house, hmm. but it's. Nothing really freaky, I don't think. I mean, I don't feel anything when I'm down there, but I guess animals are more intuitive, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they say. Ooh, it's that's freaky. They... I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> the, the one other bizarre thing that we did see that my wife still to this day, and if she's walking around the house, she's probably going to yell in the background so you can edit her out. But uh, <laughs> she, we have a, two bathrooms, and the downstairs bathroom uh, has a, a window that used to look outside, but since the remodeling before us, they actually enclosed that window into a, a side porch. So it would just look right into a side porch. So it was just a, they never closed the window up. It was just left the window there. 
but it used to be an exterior window. I went downstairs just piddling around doing something. I don't know if it was in the evening or in the morning, but I looked up and we had curtains in the window just for decorative reasons. And there was a blue, I don't know if they're called safety pins or diaper pins. I guess it's called a diaper pin. There was a diaper pin attached to the curtain. And I looked up at it and I asked my wife, I'm like, did you put that up there for some reason? She's like, no, why would I put a diaper pin in the window, in the (laughs) curtain? I'm like, I don't know. And it was high up. It was over above our heads. And I'm like, I, I didn't do it. You didn't do it. I don't know. Well, the only thing, <laughs> that's my son running and having to go poop. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a ghost. <laughs> but uh, the only thing I could think was is that the somebody or something was telling us something. And a few years later, we never planned on having kids. We were married for 14 years, and this occurrence happened maybe like a year or two before our first child, which was a boy. And neither of us had any diaper pins. Uh, my mother-in-law could not possibly reach that high to put a diaper pin up there, and my mother would never have done that. So we have no clue where that diaper pin came from. Wow. It was in our curtains, yes. It was in our curtains. Yeah, it was in our curtains. Now, did it look like, like uh, you know, a, a diaper pin not from this time period? It was from this time period, but probably from the 50s or 60s. Because it, yeah. it was like a baby blue plastic, real large plastic end on it, but it was a metal one. Huh. And you never, you never saw it there before? Never saw it there before, and to this day, I don't even know where it went. Like, we took it down, and now it's gone. We don't have any clue where it's gone. <laughs> so, oh, that's we don't creepy. Know. Now we have a boy. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, that is odd. We, uh, I, I did, and my wife still thinks that I did this just to scare her, but we did. I did see handprints of a child, like a child-sized handprint in our windows uh, that are probably, the handprints were six feet off the ground because our windows are huge windows. The handprints were at the top of the window, windows, and they looked like child handprints, and they were on the inside of the windows. Oh, that was child. Oh, you're still living there. Why are you still living? Yeah, there? yeah. Oh, <laughs> there we are. It's cool. We're still living here. <laughs> That's for. I don't know if I could. Well, at least it's not like an everyday thing where you're hearing something or seeing things, and you, not you never saw. Day, no. Yeah, you never saw that shadowy figure again, right? Never did. Never saw it again. Have you, have you researched the provenance of the house, like former owners or what it like? We, we know that there was maybe three owners before us. The owner before us had a few kids. Nobody, no, None of them passed away in the house. But before that, our next-door neighbor said it was an older couple that lived here. And then before that, I really couldn't date it back really any further through the courthouse until it was like pre-sale. Like the, it, I know it was sold. The original land was divided up here where I live. From into farm from farm to residential, and that was in the 1800s. And each plot was sold for like a dollar a piece. And our land is probably almost little, almost a half an acre. Wow. Of land. But yeah, well, I know the area you, I know the area you live in with Gettysburg, and, and of course the, the the Civil War battle. Uh, yeah, I visited Gettysburg, and they they even do ghost tours, which I think are oh, silly. Yeah. Um, have you? Just living in the area, just beside your house, have you heard uh, other things or experienced other things that might that that might relate to, I don't know, wandering spirits of soldiers or anything like that? Uh, 
I I know I know my wife is gonna discount me on this one also. So, <laughs> but I will tell you, it happened to me, and I am not fabricating it. Since we do, like you said, just we, we do live right outside of Gettysburg. Uh, my wife went to college in Shippensburg, and I would have to take her back to school every weekend because she would come home to work. So anyway, uh, I came home. It was probably midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Driving through Gettysburg, streets were pretty clear. I go through the square in Gettysburg, the circle, or whatever they call it. I was going toward my house, right past all the cemeteries. I look in my rearview mirror, and there was a guy crossing the street behind me in a Civil War costume. It was gray. What? He crossed the street behind me from one side of the street to the other. There was nobody else with him. He was by himself. He was carrying a gun. And I turned, and that's all I saw was just that. And he just walked from one side of the street to the other toward the cemetery, and it was gone. Like, he just walked in between the buildings and gone. Oh, that's And that's all I saw. Wow. So he's, (laughs) yeah, I mean, look, you got to think it's a a spot where about 51,000 casualties on both sides. There's got to be some restlessness going on there. You got to you got to consider the Confederates that were buried in mass graves that were never right. sent back to the South. You know, after the war, they did try to, um, you know, the Southern states sent people north to kind of uncover some of the graves and bring back as many as they could, but they just couldn't. And at the time, they were burying the federal soldiers. They didn't give a crap about obviously the enemy soldiers, so they left them in their mass graves. Right. Um, yeah. So I've been to Gettysburg. It's very. It's a very solemn place. It's very, you almost feel like the, the, there's something there. I've never seen anything. And I don't know if these ghost tours are, are, are really what they say to be. Um, but I would, I would think if, if things like ghosts exist, I would think there would be a good place to see one. But, but John, have you been on one of those ghost tours? I've never done a ghost tour, per se. No. I, I have done a ghost tour. Yeah, being a tour, I, I did the tourist thing and did a ghost tour. We don't really believe that the ghost tours are really anything except for them, a moneymaker for them. Right. We we hear a lot of stories from different people that work up at the college that because of like the college being there and the seminary being there and things of that sort that things do happen in the college. There's a story called the Blue Boy that that stand that some little boy that stands outside of the windows in second story buildings and looks into the windows and just different happenings like that, but. We never saw, I mean, during our ghost tour, I mean, she they just pointed out, like, there's the Jenny Wade house. She was the only woman that was killed during the Civil War, a uh, civilian woman killed during the Civil War, I think it was. Well, during which, the Battle of Gettysburg. Right, during, yeah, during the Battle of Gettysburg, which I, I almost completely disagree with. But, I mean, as many bullets and stuff were flying around, somebody had to have been clipped somewhere, but I don't know. I'm not a historian, so. Yeah, so. Uh, obviously, our our show is going to be about paranormal experiences. And Alan, you and I, just even growing up, we well, not growing up, but in college, we would tell each other stories of true things that happened to us. Uh, just weird, weird instances. Um, I have one funny one. I'll say for later for the end of the show. Just remind me, Alan. But I, I guess one of the weirdest things that, um, that happened to me was when I was a teenager. I was I would read anything and. Uh, you know, those four years of high school, I, whatever I could get my hands on, I'd read. And I went through this kind of um, New Jersey devil slash ghost slash witches slash anything paranormal phase where I was just reading up on anything I could find. Um, 
obviously New Jersey Devil was, was really kind of um, close because we, you know, I grew up in New Jersey and stuff like that. And there's a lot of stories about the New Jersey Devil. Um, but there's one instance where I was, we were using a Ouija board with our friends. Now my mom, my mom is fairly religious, uh, so she never wanted anything like the Ouija board in the house. And uh, one birthday, a friend of mine came over and brought the Ouija board, and we we played with it in the basement. And as we were playing it in the basement, the lights went out. <laughs> like I could have sworn my brothers did it, but they didn't because the door, you know, to turn up the lights at the top of the stairs, you'd have to open the door and turn up the lights. And we were, we were sitting like literally at the bottom of the steps, playing uh, playing the Ouija board. Um, and my friends were like, we were all freaking out. And and uh, it says, you know, Spirit, are you in the house? And I said yes. Did you you did said, this in your house? We did it in our house, right? What's your problem? And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and but the weird thing is, our house is brand new construction. Like we we were the first owners, um. So they're like, "Are you in the house?" Like, yes. And then I was like, "Well, that don't make sense." We like because we were built on a potato, an old potato farm. So I thought my friends were playing around with it or whatever. So a couple weeks later, we're in a different friend's house and we're, we got the Ouija board out again. And um, our hands are on it, and we asked, you know, is this a spirit from you know Jonathan's birthday? And they said yes. And it says, do you like so and so? We named one of my friends. They said no. Real quick goes to no. Do you like so and so? No. And they went through all our friends, like most of the friends. And I go, do you like Jonathan? Like zooms over to yes. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. oh thank goodness. <laughs> and 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 then I remembered and said it's one from my house. So I'm like, oh my god. Is it, are you are you following Jonathan? Like, yes. I'm no. Like, <laughs> no. And I was, you know, it was time to go home. I was riding my back home. It wasn't even dark yet. And this is the only time in my life I ever felt like this strongly about it. But I felt like I was being followed. Like I couldn't get home. I was, you know, I was lived in the suburbs. There was no one out on the streets. This, you know, it was about dusk. So it wasn't fully light out. But the sun, you know, it was still light out. And I just felt like I couldn't pedal fast enough. I couldn't get home. I just felt like it was like right on my shoulder, like sitting, you know, you know, standing on my pegs, my rear pegs with with their hands on my shoulders. (laughs) And I just couldn't get home fast enough. The ghost is doing like that scene from Titanic where. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we first met you. I can fly. Um, well, the thing is this, Alan, I don't know if you remember, but you remember I told you the story when I was a little kid, I was like eight years old or something. I had this dream and it was not, not near my birthday or anything. Um, but we were singing happy birthday and I was singing happy birthday to Jesus. Right. Oh yeah. Do you remember the story? Yeah, I do. So I was singing happy birthday to Jesus and, and he looks at me and he goes, and this is like classic, you know, you know, beard, you know, uh, brown, brown hair, brown beard, you know, dressed like a peasant in old Israel time, Jesus, right? And he goes, we're saying, I'm saying happy birthday to him. I go, happy birthday, dear Jesus. And then he looks at me and he goes, you don't belong here. <laughs> and it freaked me out. Like, like when I told people the story, like, oh, that's good. That means you were, you you know, you dreamt you were in heaven and you weren't supposed to be there yet. I'm like, I didn't take it like that. <laughs> I took it like, you ain't making it to heaven. And I'm like, I'm eight years old. And that like scarred me, so... I just remember thinking out on the ride home when, when I thought the spirit was following me. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to get me. And I don't belong in heaven. I don't know what's going to happen. I ran home. I turned on all the lights. I turned on the TV real loud. I'm just like, 
I just needed distraction. But that was the f- most freaked out I, I can remember ever getting. Um, I had other times, but that was like the most where I felt like in danger almost. <laughs> well, and how long did that last for, that, that feeling of, of being followed? Um, well, I, I, I try to distract myself, but, you know, in, in down, I mean, to be honest, I haven't thought about that in a long time, so mm-hmm. I'll probably be coming out later tonight. Um, <laughs> but probably, I would say at least a week for that oh, moment. Okay. And the funny thing is, I remember we had left the, uh, the, the, I left the Ouija board in my basement and my mom goes, uh, next thing I know it's sitting in the garage. I'm like, mom, you put the, she goes, I don't want that thing in the house. I'm like, smart move, mom. <laughs> <laughs> So, so where is the Ouija board now? Well, it wasn't mine. It was my friend's. He basically picked <laughs> oh, okay. it up. Okay. Okay. The thing is, this, I'll tell you what, what my brother <laughs> said to me like a year later. He's like, why do you get afraid of all this Ouija board stuff? Because like, it's real. It's real. He's like, it's made by Parker Brothers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, and like that, it, it's like he lifted a veil from my face. I was like, oh yeah, Parker Brothers. <laughs> like, it's not such a big deal. So, uh, yeah, and I just kind of grew up like the, I believed in the Jersey Devil for like a hot minute. Um, I, my friend had this great story. He told me it was his experience. But years later, I find out it's just one of the myths of the Jersey Devil. He just put himself in the story. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then the witchcraft and stuff like that. And you guys, I don't know, Jason, I think uh, we're a little bit older than you. But do you remember around the 80s, like it was this big time period of. Like uh, parents being afraid their kids were going to grow up to join cults and be Satanists. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. Because, well, M- Motley Crue was big into that because you could play their records backwards and hear words on them because we used to do that on the front porch of my uh, my friend's house. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. You're not much would... older than me. I'm, four, I'm 45. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> I thought you were in your 30s for some reason. but Oh, okay. well, thank you. No. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're right. There was that whole the whole and they were playing up on that. You know, they had, didn't they have the pentagram right. like on their their album covers yep. and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, they had, you know, they had Striper, the anti uh, Motley Crue, the yeah. Christian metal band or hard rock band. Yeah, so they were, they were playing into that a lot, and they were trying to make money off it, and you know, all these all these weird things were going on. But yeah, I was like one of the most. Ter- I mean, I'm telling you now, it sounds silly, but I was freaked out, man. I was freaked out back then with the whole Ouija board. I still won't mess with a Ouija board, to be honest with you. I've never used one. Yeah, I would. never ever. <laughs> I don't know if because I would be freaked out about it or just because I thought it was fake. I had never tested it, so yeah, yeah stay I, away. <laughs> they say they say it's unconscious. Like you, the people subconsciously move it. Um, right. I don't know because there was another time where I was the only one. Like we were all on it, and it started to spin in a circle, like rotate in a circle. What did? And I'm like. The, the 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 planker the thing you put your hands on the move it started to spin by itself oh no we there's me and two other friends we had our finger you know you're supposed to have your fingers lightly on it oh okay and it was moving in a circle right oh okay i'm like and i knew i wasn't doing it so i go well you know so and so you're doing it and he goes no and he took his fingers off so it was me and the other kid doing it i'm like well then you're doing it because i know i'm not doing it he's like i'm not doing it and he took his fingers off and the thing kept going in a circle i was like uh <laughs> I said, I'm not doing this. I mean, it wasn't like, it was just weird, man. Just weird stuff like that happens with the Ouija board. But then I remind myself, Parker Brothers. Right, Parker Brothers. <laughs> well, they're in on it, too. Now, now, Jason, did you see that movie, The Conjuring? I, I've seen so many of those poltergeist and paranormal movies. I might have. It, it, it's a newer movie? It, it's one of the newer ones, yeah. Because there are a couple of have. scenes... 
in that movie that kind of remind me about your story where in both instances you saw something it was a reflection off a window or in your rearview mirror right okay yeah because in so the movie I, that I, is I how they actually the now yeah you should because uh the only time i believe in that movie they actually saw the demon was every time she would look at, oh it was like one of those um jewelry boxes where you would know, flip the the lid open there would be like a mirror on the inside and would okay. play music and the longer the kid would look into that mirror is when they would see like the evil inside the house and stuff oh that's lovely yeah so <laughs> i'm gonna make sure we have no music boxes <laughs> <laughs> or looking in the mirrors and stuff but uh, right, there is yeah. this place i went to in um oh gosh I, I, I think they call it the palisades tower have you guys been to that one oh i've heard of it you've heard of it north right jersey, so yeah. in you know i grew up in north jersey myself and like there is this tower up in palisades and it's really weird it's like this this tower that doesn't belong there you know like like the part of a castle of some sort and it's uh it's situated uh, like on a circle that you would drive around and you know there's all these rumors about that's where they'd have satanic rituals and whatnot and if you go up towards a tower you'll see like you know people spray painting like pentagrams and things like that and then this and there's a story behind it like everything else supposedly there was like a ritual going on top of the tower and there are these three boys that you know kind of went up to the tower and they saw the the kids and they threw them off the tower and then supposedly you know the, the kids are running around in the area and the idea is that you you know you'd, you'd be in your car and it's like a long road towards his tower and you can see it looming down on the horizon so you go there at nighttime with your lights off in your car and you drive around the idea is to drive around the circle three times and you'd see the kids right so uh obviously we had it we're in high school uh, like all my friends are in the van and I, all right here we go we turn off the lights as we drive up we're driving around the circle uh, three times and i kid you not on the third time around I think I see something in the bushes and my friend screamed so I floor it right I, I put my foot on the gas and the car didn't move right and all you hear is like you know the tires spinning and they're like go 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 I'm like I'm trying to go and it wouldn't go right so then I hit the lights on and then the car went it was it was really freaky, and I'm, I'm probably for like 20 minutes. We're all screaming like crazy, like Oh my God, what the hell just happened? And you know, they're all yelling at me. Oh, well, why don't you go? I said I was going. Did you hear me hitting the? You know, the tires are screeching and things like that. Um, but I didn't see anything though. But uh, but that's the story of the tower. And uh, you know, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird tower because it's it's amongst these really big houses and supposedly. I think uh, Joe Piscopo had a house up there. You know, like, like Eddie Murphy, they would say, has a house up there. It was like these really huge uh, homes. And this one tower, it must have been like, I don't know, maybe six six stories high. It's just really out of place amongst these mansions and stuff. But hmm. yeah, you should check that one out. We have a, uh, there's a road around, around our house a few miles away. That uh, all the kids in high school and middle school and everything, they would always talk about if you go up to the uh, – go down the road, and you, there's a wall, like a stone wall. That if you walk, you have to stand on the wall and walk around it, I think, three or four times. You you see things in the the this, the yard or the field, and 
and it was just a creepy area because it's out in the middle of like nowhere and there's no houses around but I never went my wife said she they drove past it a few times it was a just a I don't know if it was a cemetery area or what but it was called my wife just yelled down to me it was called Low Dutch Road <laughs> Low Dutch Cemetery she said that's hmm. what it was so it's, it's actually a real cemetery and that was the thing it, kids would say oh let's walk around the wall at Low Dutch and oh I'm not doing that and I don't know anybody that has but I'd never have what'd you say my wife said she did so, <laughs> and, and what happened she heard a dog howl and they ran <laughs> so that, that's what happened to her at Low Dutch. So, <laughs> that's about it. But but it, that was the thing around here, just like your your tower your tower story. That there's a something like that in a lot of towns that people just don't go to, or they go to just on dares. So it's right. There's always some kind of abandoned hospital or or weird tower. The thing about the tower yeah. is, why does it exist? It's like right. why who just builds a stone tower in the middle of a, of a, of a town? Um, <laughs> Yeah, we had we had a little something similar. We it's called the doorway to hell. We can never. It was like this legend in my town. It's called the doorway to hell. It's a, it's a it's a door situated on a hill. Like it's just like a regular old hill, and then there's this wooden old door that's you know padlocked. And uh, as kids, you know, well teenagers, when we were able to drive and stuff, we were like, well, we got to find the doorway to hell. So we're driving around one night, me and three of my friends, and we actually stumble upon it and. Uh, I think when the legend started, it was more of a farmland area. But at this point, there was there were houses kind of around and near it. But we found this door, and it's it was an old. It was everything we it was told us to be. It was an old, old door situated in in a hill, just like you're looking at a hill. Uh, like on, in on the Hobbits, the like a door well, uh, physically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, kind of like that, except not as fun looking. <laughs> and, <laughs> that is. Um, only <laughs> so we found the door and we were like well we had no plan after that like what were we gonna do when we found the door i don't know yeah i mean the rumor was that you know the the cults would you know the satanists would go up there and have ceremonies in front of the door and stuff like that and there were pentagrams written in blood all over the door i mean none of that was there the door existed uh, but we found it and we didn't know what to do so um we were just like well Go touch it. We just start dare each other to touch it. You touch it. Go you touch it. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll sit in the car and I'll drive getaway in case something happens. We'll just hop in and we can speed out of here. <laughs> and um, my three friends are right. Cause they, so they come to this agreement. My three friends all go to touch the door at the same time while I'll sit in the car and, and I'll have it ready to like speed away if we need to. Um, and frankly, my plan was if I saw anything or something came after, I wasn't waiting for anybody to get in the car. That was my plan. I didn't tell them that part. And so they go to the door and I'm sitting there. I got the lights on. They're like, no, leave the headlights on. I'm like, all right, I got the headlights on the door. They're walking toward the door, walking toward the door. And I don't know what happened. This is down know what happened. One of my friends started screaming. And then, you know, <laughs> once one person does it, everybody starts screaming. So they're like, ah, and I'm in the car and I'm, I start screaming because they start running toward me. I'm, I'm screaming like, ah. They get in, they're like, get oh, go, go, they're screaming. So I throw it in reverse and I zoom it back and I I run right up on the curb. It wasn't my it wasn't my car. It was my car. <laughs> so I ran right up on the curb. And I, they're like, get out of here, get out. They're screaming at me. And I don't react well when people are screaming at me. So I threw it into drive and we just zoomed out of there. I'm like, what the hell happened? They're like, 
So and so started screaming, and then I started. Screaming. I'm like, why did you start screaming? He goes, I saw something. I'm like, what? What did you see? He's like, I don't know, but I saw something. I was like, oh my god. So it was just stupid. But uh, yeah, so we, we drove away, and uh, we we never went back to the doorway to hell again. Well, wait a minute. That might have been a smart idea. <laughs> Isn't there part of the story you guys were taking pictures? Oh, that's that. No, that's a different story. When we were driving through the cemetery, you want me to tell? Oh, that story? I thought that was at the Devil's Gate. No, 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 no. that was at the. Uh, we were, um, we were, uh, we, uh, my town, uh, a famous Revolutionary War battle took place in my town, and there's a church that's that was around at that time during the battle and acted as a hospital, and you know, like some some of the soldiers are buried in their graveyard, uh, and the church is still a working church, so. One night we had a video our, our video camera and we were driving through the um, cemetery and we were like looking for the old headstones. It was nighttime. We were, we were filming. We we're like, Oh, you know, we'll film and we'll, you know, you know, we were going through that whole thing. Like ghosts will show up on audio tape or a videotape. So we were filming like the different old gravestones and stuff like that. Hoping we'd find something. And we actually, we left the cemetery. We pulled over um, outside the cemetery and we were just talking and kind of go around filming each other and, and I can't remember, was it me or my friend? One of us, we, we were like, dude, dude, film me. I got my arm around the ghost, and we were standing there, and, and, and you know, they were filming and stuff like that. And we were just goofing around, whatever. So we go back later, and we're watching the, the film, and we're looking, you know, we're in the graveyard, and nothing. We're getting nothing. We're filming these tombstones. Nothing. We're getting nothing. And we're like, oh, well, this stunk. We really thought we were going to get something. Uh, and we got nothing in the graveyard. So we just keep watching. We're watching as we... We leave the graveyard and pull over and uh, start goofing around. And we get to the park where we go, yo, film me. I got it. I got my arm around the ghost. And I will say there was a ghost there. It wasn't like a figure, but there was a weird light. You know, almost like if it were a photograph, it'd be like a, you, you could think it was like a, a reflection or a blemish hmm. on the photo. But it was in the video. And when we saw that, we were all we didn't scream or nothing, but we looked at each other. <laughs> And my my friends are like, oh, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> like, yeah, we better go. Home. <laughs> so we all just went home. And I don't know that we ever watched that video again or anything. I'm just like, it was it freaked us all out. You know, New Jersey's <laughs> got a lot of weird things. Isn't there like a like a cult magazine about like weird New Jersey? I, I think it's called Weird New Jersey, isn't it? Yeah, it's Weird New Jersey, and it's been around for a long time, and. I, they've expanded to other uh, other states because I've seen like weird Pennsylvania, weird New York. Um, they even c- compiled a lot of their issues into hardcover books. My nephew used to love them. I used to get them for Chris, uh, Christmas. I get him a weird New Jersey or a weird state book, you know, hmm. for the different states. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Well, Jonathan just sent me the link on the tower I was talking about. It was called Devil's Tower in Alpine, New Jersey. Oh, cool. And you're supposed to drive around it three times backwards. I did not do that. I couldn't no. <laughs> I get into an accident. But yeah, I'll, I'll share a picture of this this tower on Instagram. And, and uh, yeah, just looking at the stupid pictures freaking me out. I don't like it. Well, so nothing paranormal ever happened to you? Oh, it's too much. <laughs> too many. Well, here's a funny thing. I mean, Jason, you were talking about you saw it was handprints on the wall? Yes. So uh, window. On the window. So uh, yes. I was at my... Uh, friend's dormitory and she was telling me that she had a really bad nightmare 
and uh, she felt like there are like these little well she called them dwarves like you know little trolls i don't know something like that and yeah. then uh, she calls me over because she was freaking out i'm like well what's the problem you know it's a nightmare it happens he goes no but look at the look at the window and on the window it looked like footprints i mean like like a baby's footprint going right. up the wall and she, right. her room was like on the i think the third floor or so so like you know even i'm looking I'm like well how the hell can there be footprints outside and it was on the this one was on the outside of her window and stuff but it right. was just footprints and uh they were like permanently there because she couldn't go outside to watch it because it's up on the third floor so it was just always there but it's like it's it's weird how you would see these things and then i had a recently i was actually talking to one of my friends about the show that we're going to do today and she said that when uh, this is over in berkeley california right and she said that when she was very very young um she had like a fever, you know, like a really, really high fever. And, and she said that her father was trying to calm her down. And she said she started talking like in, like in tongues or whatever. And she said that she was literally climbing the walls, you know. And, uh, you know, when she, when she broke out of it and her father told her what happened, you know, she's like, well, that's crazy. And she said, but sure enough, if you look on the ceiling, you can see her hand and footprints up there i was like holy <laughs> crap your dad's messing with you yeah that's <laughs> yeah. was she spider girl <laughs> right. yeah, you know you know things can happen how do you i mean i think what makes things scary i think for all of all of our accounts correct is that it's something that we, we experience that we just don't we don't understand any you, you know you just can't comprehend logically as to why things happen and and when you get to that point then i guess the easiest thing to blame is is it the supernatural you know because you just can't right. explain it because as adults we have rational thoughts you know like it's it's like you can almost explain almost everything and then when you can't things that you can't prove or you can't like really understand you know i mean i guess it depends on how your your brain thinks you start to uh embellish that you know things just kind of grow from there and stuff you know like it's but you know there's some things i remember um you know back when i was in high school i was hanging at my friend's house and we we're watching aliens you know i just the lights are out obviously and i and i looked to the right and i could have sworn i saw a guy standing there and i was asking my friend it's like oh who's that and you know she turns around she's like oh my god and she starts screaming i turned the lights on poof gone nothing there i was like you gotta be Wait, kidding me yeah yeah standing right in the kitchen doorway i mean as as real as you could you would think a person standing there just just standing you know now not even even like an apparition i could have sworn i saw someone there and i asked my friend hey who's that and she turns and she starts screaming hit the lights boom gone that freaked me out that's, that's when you leave yeah my my sister-in-law was convinced that she had something following her because she was at, at the house I was just talking about that was newly built when I was growing up. And she was staying in one of the back bedrooms. And next morning, she's like, I'm never going to sleep in that room again. And we're like, watch, like, because the man in the hat was there. We're like, what are you talking about? What? She said, she said in the middle of the night, she woke up and there was a man in a hat sitting on the edge of her bed. And she goes, that's not the first time she saw it. She used to see it in our old house. 
uh, no, in her old house, I'm sorry, in, in, uh, when she lived in North Jersey. And she's like, this thing's following me. Now, to this day, she'll, she'll, you know, she, she eventually moved a little south of where we were living. And I, I would ask her, you know, jokingly, I'm like, oh, there's a man in a hat. She's like, no, he, he's not in this house. He, she said, the last time I saw it was in your mom's house, and I'm not, I'm not sleeping there again. I'm like, she goes, she goes, I don't think it was following me. I think it was following you. I was like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, but she always said the man in that. And to this day, she'll say, she'll believe. You can't say, oh, you were dreaming. Oh, you were tired. You No, there was a man in a hat sitting at the edge of my bed. And he was, I used to see him all the time in North Jersey. And I saw him in your mom's house. I was like, what? Well, that's funny because the person I, I saw in that house was a dude wearing a black derby hat. That was what? What, what, what are these guys with the hats walking around for? <laughs> That's like Freddy Krueger in a derby hat. So, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what you said. Indy. And, Wa- <laughs> and Walter White. So, there you right. go. Yeah. Yeah. Heisenberg, you mean. Right. <laughs> the, uh, the, the only other re- really la- not bizarre haunting thing, but uh, <clears throat> we have a – a house down the street from us that even it's been there ever since we grew up. I'm, I've lived here since 79, but uh, we always, all the kids and all the neighborhood kids and all the town kids would always call it the witch's house. Yeah. And the only reason we called it the witch's house was it was because it was because the, the, the lady that lived there lived there by herself. She was an older lady. Even ever since I remember she was old. And as the years went on, she got older and older, and she always had bizarre things in her windows, like newspaper clippings uh, just glued or taped up on her window so you could read them when you walked up to her door or her window. Well, from her front porch, she had what we all thought was a Bible, but we don't know, but it was hanging from a string from her front porch with an ice pick through it. What? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you, ne- you never saw her. You, I mean, if you did, she was like just going out to get her mail and going back in. Just like a, the typical little old lady that you just. That, that's not typical. Around. That's the best no <laughs> trespassing sign ever. Oh <laughs> right. God. Well, that's how you get rid of solicitors. <laughs> I did. Door to door Bible salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, that's the last one that showed up. <laughs> but uh, she lived there for years, and they they sold the house after she was taken away for, I guess because she couldn't take care of herself anymore. She was put in a nursing home, and we found out that she passed away in the nursing home. Well, they did sell the house a few years ago, probably like five years ago. They sold the house after it was left abandoned for a while. And then two years after they sold it, the husband... There was a, it was a husband and wife and daughter. The daughter, I think, was nine years old. Uh, the husband, supposedly the story was the husband shot his wife. What? Killed his, killed his daughter and killed himself. No. Come on. God. Ellen, that, listen. The husband's dead. Listen, the husband, this is the story that the police were going through. And the only reason the police were going through with this was because the wife is still out of, is not in jail. She is still out. You said the husband killed the wife. Yes. The, no, the him. husband killed the husband killed you get her shot the wife. <laughs> shot the wife. Killed his daughter and then killed himself. Oh, but she well, lived. The in. wife is still alive. Oh. The daughter is dead and he is dead. Oh, wow. This was in the same house that the witch's house. Oh. 
Well, man, well. <laughs> for three for two years after that, the the little girl's stuff was still in the backyard. No, oh. never took like her toys away. The soccer net was still up. Everything was still the same. Just bizarreness. But the wife did come back, and she is living there now. Oh no. <laughs> Yes. By herself. Well, she I think she might have a boyfriend, but I don't know. But, yeah, that was just after they, that old lady got moved out and passed away, then that happened. Oh, <laughs> how just, freaky if she starts putting up, like, newspaper clippings on the window and, like, repeating the same I thing. Will, I'll burn the house down. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I will not. <laughs> it, is just, it is just the freakiest occurrence, like, in our town. Like, you don't really see that in, in a small town like this, but I guess all small towns have that little crazy person that lives in the house with the Bible with, with ice picks. I don't know. <laughs> well, Alan, just when you thought we'd never be able to work it into a show, we got child murder. <laughs> Check. <laughs> if you're playing Nerd to Me Bingo, make sure you mark your card. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, and and the house, I can see it from my backyard. No. I can walk out through my backyard, look across, and I can see the porch. Oh, no. And the next door neighbors, the next door neighbors are the ones that heard the gunshots and went, went over to help. So it was. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. It, whatever. But wow. that's how it happens. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Move out of that town. <laughs> I, I kind of don't want to tell my silly one now. <laughs> so, I'm sorry for being a downer. No, that was awesome. <laughs> well, look, it's about ghosts and paranormal activity. So, right. And the then, witch did it. Right. Which, screenplay about that. Oh, yeah. All right, John. What, what's your ahead, funny John. one? Yeah. T- tell us your funny one, please. Well, I'm yeah. sure it's not fun. It's not as funny as that one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, all right, so one day, me and my brother and my, my cousin were coming home. It's broad daylight. We're coming home, and we get to the house, and um, we see something in my parents' bedroom window. Now, my parents, they had, like, regular curtains, and they had, like, white sheer curtains behind the regular curtain. you know what I'm talking about? Like, kind of, like, at a hotel. Yeah. And um, me and my, co- my cousin look up there at my parents' bedroom window, and there's, like, a, like like a shadowy figure wrapped in the white curtains and, and the curtains are moving and swaying and me and my cousins are freaking out. We're like, Oh my God, there's a ghost in the house. My brother runs across the street on the neighbors, starts banging on the neighbor's door and says, we need to use the phone. There's, there's an intruder in the house. Right. And my neighbor's like, what, what? I was like, there's an intruder in the house. And me and my cousins, there's a ghost. In the house. <laughs> and um, As we're doing this, my brother's like, frantically talking to the neighbor and me and my cousin are like on the street holding our bikes like freaking out my other brother comes walking out the front door goes hey guys what's going on and my brother Matt's <laughs> like what <laughs> like all came and my brother's got the shit eating grin on his face that came out of the house he's like what's going on guys he goes I was upstairs taking a nap I'm like you son of a bitch he, he had done it on purpose <laughs> he tried to scare done it on purpose he tried to freak us out my brother Matt, who's at the neighbor's door, comes to us and goes, "Why were you two? Why were you two idiots screaming that there were ghosts? There was a, I thought it was a burglar, not a ghost." <laughs> so my brother Matt, he his his brain goes to burglar. Mine and my cousin's brain go to ghost. <laughs> and my neighbor just looked at all. It's like, you know, you're a bunch of idiots. Leave me out of your nonsense. 
<laughs> Alright, that was cute. <laughs> but the look on my brother's face when he walked out of the house, his big grin on his face, like, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? All right. Ugh. Any other stories? So, I don't have any. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> my thing is, I think when uh, uh, most of my, my instances happened when I was going through that phase of reading about paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure a lot of it was in my mind or because I was thinking about it so much things that maybe now would I could explain away normally, like you said, mm-hmm. I added a supernatural element to it. Sure. I know that this isn't really supernatural, but we did have a colony of bats that lived in our house. That oh we. <laughs> That's some house you got. <laughs> yeah, it is. We uh, after we moved in, we we would, I don't know, a couple years later, we would get a bat here and there that would be flying around the bedroom while we were sleeping. So I would have to catch it and get it out of the house, and it would. A couple weeks later, we would get another one, and I'm like, ah, man, another bat. We got another bat. I don't know how they're getting in. We would get them in the bathroom. We'll get them in the bedroom and stuff like that. But then finally, I just got fed up with it, and we called a, a an exterminator. Well, they're they're not. They don't exterminate them. They just take care of them. They put bat ho- bat exits, I guess, on the house, and they seal up the house. But he came out and looked at the house, and he counted like over 150 bats flying out of our house. Holy crap! They were living in the they were living in the walls, so you could hear them like walking in the walls and like scratching and like squeaking and stuff. So Seriously, why do you still live there? Because <laughs> it's interesting. That's the truth. Because I want to know what's going to happen next. That's why. I want to know if if a portal like the Poltergeist is going to open up in my TV and my little kid walks into it. I want to see that. No, so, you have the, you have but, the PG uh, Amityville house. Right. Not the Amityville <laughs> horror. It's the, it's the Amityville nuis- nuisance. Right. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of blood coming out the walls, you got bats and, and medicine bottles. And- right. <laughs> yeah, but he, he got rid Instead of all of the get bats. Out, you hear your house say to you, please leave. <laughs> please leave. <laughs> please leave. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's, that wasn't really a, a haunting, but that's just, you know, bats or disease-carrying rabies. <laughs> rodents. Right. So, maybe, maybe, maybe they left the, the their handprints on the window. Maybe it's not little child handprints. Bat well, prints. that would be very bizarre because it was little kids, and <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> if they have hands like kids, then I don't want to touch a bat. <laughs> maybe Batman had children. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. It was Damien. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh! All right, I'd like to thank Jason for joining us today. Hey, yeah, thank this, you. Uh, special paranormal episode. JC, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, you, if you guys want to check out my Instagram account, it's uh, – I'm probably going to get it wrong. It's uh, Family Heart Fun Food, I think it is. That and I just right. talk about and post pictures of a bunch of like comic books and food and just random stuff. But uh, that, that and uh, my food blog, which is ewansstomach.blogspot.com. And nice. I, I try to post on there as much as possible. Right, and Ewan is E-W-E-N-S. Yes, E-W-E-N-S, and it's stomach, and all one word, and .blogspot.com. That's and If you have any other any, any questions or anything, feel free to email me, and the email is on the blog. But what is the blog about specifically, though? The, the blog is specifically about uh, food. I, I do food reviews of restaurants or food that i've cooked i love cooking i love just experimenting with different foods and different meats and vegetables and 
and I I will eat or try anything once, and I pretty much on on my blog I've I've done like documented deer heart, like my father hunts and I hunt, so I I did, cooked a deer heart and I show the heart and everything like that and I show how I cook it and just different things like that just deer, uh, cow tongue but there is normal stuff on there a lot of vegetarian vegan foods that my my wife's a vegetarian. But uh, I, I eat and cook just about anything I possibly can. What's, awesome. what's the strangest thing you've eaten? Uh, probably the deer heart, maybe. I did eat that. And then the uh, I when I was in California for San Diego Comic-Con in 2012, I had a, uh, I guess it was sea urchin. I guess that's right, with the spines all over it. Yeah. But they were cooking it. They were cooking it. They, they had them live. So they just cut it open and put the ceviche inside. And, and uh, I ate it live. That was pretty interesting. Was it good? Yeah. Uh, it was delicious. It wow, was it was okay. amazing. I mean, it was fresh. You pulled it right out of the bucket of uh, salt water and cut it in half and served it up. And I was like, "This is amazing." It was. I loved it. But I I, I eat and eat just about anything I possibly can. Something different every time. Have you had? Well, since you, you're a hunter and you live kind of in the woodsy parts of Pennsylvania, right. you, It's fair to say you had rabbit and squirrel and stuff like that. I I grew up on all wild game, pretty much deer, rabbit, squirrel, pheasant. Uh, we shot it, ate it. Uh, I've had groundhog. Uh, Tony Phil. Yeah, he's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he gets. Let me ask one more question. Shadow. Yeah, go ahead. There you go. Does it really all just taste like chicken? No, not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it, it does not all taste like chicken. <laughs> it is a lot of it's gamey and a lot of it's, uh, but it just, just depends on how you cook it. I mean, my, my, my mother will cook. A, a steak sub, a deer steak sub that even the 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 pickiest of palates will not know it's deer, and it is delicious. And we have people that are just like that just pr- please make deer steak sub sandwiches for us when we visit. <clears throat> and if if you want to question, ask Pete about my mother's cooking, go right ahead because he he said he'll move in with her if she'll cook like she does for the one meal he had there. So it was, <laughs> oh, okay. And that's where I learned. I just learned to cook from her. And that's why my love for food was put over to that. And also I went through a really healthy time of my life trying to stay healthy because of my, my heart condition. And so I had to cook and learn to cook and eat healthy. So that spurred on my, my food blog as well. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, thanks again for joining us, uh, Jason. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and to our listeners out there, if you have a spooky story that you want to tell us, uh, you can hit us up on Instagram. Alan, where can we be found? Oh, nerding me, nerding me. Yeah, just play nerding me on Instagram, nerding me podcast on, on everything else. I think Facebook. I don't have my piece of paper in front of me, but look it up. We're there. Okay. We're everywhere. But <laughs> well, we have Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter, but we don't use it that much, right? Right. I feel like we should start. I feel like everybody's on Twitter, but us. But us. <laughs> mm. I mean, we're on there, but we're, we don't have a presence. Right. Figure that out. Yes, but again, if you do have a spooky story you'd like to share with us, uh, like a real paranormal experience, like a ghost experience or something along those lines, hit us up, man. We'd love to hear your story. We'll, we'll talk. We'll read out loud on there. Cool. Any thank yous? Yes. Alan, I want to say gracias, which, as you know, is uh, Filipino for thank you. Uh, to the two new people that favorited us on. Salamat. <laughs> Salami. Now I'm, now I'm starving. Um She's on Anchor, who favorites on Anchor on the Anchor app. We have Memphis Amity and likes, follows, retweet. Which I think oh. is a clever name. 
Okay. Likes, follow, retweet. Thank you guys or ladies for liking us on Anchor. And on Instagram, we have a new follower named Scotty Sauce. And he is a really, if you're into 80s pop culture stuff, he, he has a really fun Instagram page. You can check that one out. Yeah, and you're, if you're interested about the weird stuff going on in New Jersey, pick up a weird New Jersey. Or uh, if in your state, there's probably a weird your state here out there. Check your local books. Yeah, it's called San Francisco. Okay, that was too much. <laughs> hey, but look at that. We just lost the, we just lost the Bay Area. Thanks. <laughs> Although Alcatraz, if you ever do the tour of Alcatraz, they talk about, like the tour guides will talk about what they've seen and heard, and it's like kind of unofficial because it's not a ghost tour. The tour guides are like, oh yeah, yeah, we've been here, we've heard things, and seen oh, that's things. freaky. I went. They we did the tour, the audio tour, and uh, you know where they do that. Um, Oh, what, the solitary confinement you oh, can walk cool. right in there i swear you you stand in that room and you're like oh this is not a good place to be <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, yeah. just, you could just feel the nastiness inside that thing. evil like, you can oh, feel yeah evil plain the evil the whole place is just yeah. evil i mean they, they still got bullet holes from when there were riots and stuff like that oh. yeah walls yeah it was crazy creepy stuff okay anything else excellent oh i'm good nothing i can think of <laughs> All right. Till next time. Cool. Martha. <laughs> Peace. Peace.